Hello, and welcome to SatPod 2.0. This is the Spanish Announce Table podcast, or at least going to be a relaunched version of it, coming uh, next year, 2024, uh, with myself, uh, Art Middleton, a.k.a. Game Time Art, and a whole bunch of other people. SatPod was a podcast that ran from 2013 to 2019, hosted by Warren, Scotty, Brandon, and PWA Hall of Famer Big Bad Boris. It was a fantastic podcast. It was about wrestling, but it was about... Basically, guys getting together and talking about uh, everything from wrestling to video games to music, anything that was going on in their lives. It was a fantastic, fun podcast. Uh, and about 2019, 2020 with the pandemic and wrestling kind of being, you know, eh, not very good. The the guys kind of just uh, let it go by the wayside because there's a bunch of other things that needed to happen in their lives. Uh, and Sapphire just kind of fell by the wayside. And that's where I come in. Uh, I've been a longtime fan and listener of the Sat Pod. It's been it was easily one of my favorite first podcasts that ever happened, and I wanted to bring it back. Uh, and with the blessing of Warren and Scotty and Brandon and Boris, uh, they have graciously allowed me to carry on the Sat Pod banner, which we're going to do uh, next year, 2024. So, in the meantime, what happened and what you're about to listen to and see here is me initially just wanting to play around some equipment, figure out what was going on, uh, and then I got joined by my good friend Mike the Ref, a well-known, well-respected voice of wrestling here in Edmonton, Alberta, Uh, and we just talked for the next, like, 45 minutes about CM Punk and his re-debut in WWE, uh, things that were happening there, Um, and it was a great conversation, and by the end of it, we just kind of decided... This should be an episode, I guess. So this isn't going to be an official episode of SatPod 2.0. This is going to be kind of a pilot episode, kind of a, a test run. Episode pilot, episode zero, call it whatever you want. We're going to call it episode zero, I think. Um, but we're going to go on and we're going to we're going to continue this uh, into next year. And we're going to have all sorts of people. Hopefully we'll have Warren. Hopefully we'll have Scotty. Uh, hopefully we'll, we'll definitely have Boris in. Uh, and we'll have a bunch of people joining us. Uh, people that you're used to, if you're a long-time SatPod listener, people you haven't heard from. Um, we're going to try to get a whole bunch of different people and talk about wrestling, video games, music, movies. Uh, so follow uh, us on SatPod, all the channels. We're on YouTube, we're on Twitch, SatPod, uh, on the Twitter X, at SatPod. Uh, basically look us up. Well, I believe I got a TikTok channel going up, SatPod. We're going to have a lot of things going on next year. Uh, we'll probably have one more episode later this year, probably mid-December sometime. Uh, December 19th is actually two uh, two special days. December 19th is my birthday, and it's also the day that we had the first uh, SatPod episode back in 2013. So it's probably going to be an episode then, and then in 2024, we'll have episodes more on the regular uh, going forward. But for now, just enjoy what we got going on here. 45 minutes of just Mike and I just talking about CM Punk and... Uh, what happened this past weekend? We will catch you all uh, down the road. Again, thank you for listening, and we'll t- catch you all later. Let's talk a little bit about CM Punk uh, as we wait for Mike here. Uh, Mike, you just give me a shout when you have when you're already. Uh, I was a fan of CM Punk when we started. Uh, obviously, uh, when the whole uh, pipe bomb hit, I was actually kind of a fan of, of CM Punk beforehand, uh, and it's hard not to be. He, he was he was different. Uh, the straight edge, uh, society stuff was fantastic. Even the stuff in Ring of Honor way back in the day was great. Um, and you know, obviously the pipe bomb promo put him on the forefront of a lot of people's minds. And initially it was speaking truth to power. It was speaking, uh, what a lot of fans had in mind. 
Um, but as the years have gone on, I feel like a lot of the luster for CM Punk has disappeared a lot, right? It's not quite the same with CM Punk. Um, he burned the bridge with WWE and maybe justified. You, you can sit there and say, okay, well, maybe he was justified in burning that bridge. Maybe he was burnt out. Maybe WWE screwed him over. Uh, sure, fine. Um, but the AEW stuff, uh, his, his failed UFC moment and then the AEW stuff, I think has taken a lot of luster away from CM Punk. He's still a controversial figure. He's still someone, as Triple H said last night in his press conference, he's still someone that whatever your opinion is of him, you're talking about him. And really that that's what the business is about. He's just, you know, good heat, bad heat, just heat, brother. That's all you want is heat. Um, oh, hey, oh, <laughs> how you doing, Mike? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing good, good, good. Oh, that's I, good. I, I had to whip this on here because, you know, you're talking Of course, about of it. course, right? Of course. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah. So, yeah, just talking about CM Punk a little bit here. And, like, I guess since you're here, I'll get your initial thoughts. What were your initial thoughts? Uh, you watched live, I assume, right? Yeah, I was uh, just getting ready to stream myself. But, yeah, mm -hmm. I was I was watching the pay-per-view in the background here. And uh, it was about ready to go off the air that all of a sudden, boom. So Sorry. were you at any point, because like, I know, I would say about, I, I was kind of on the skeptical side of things. I was kind of like, ah, he's probably not going to show up. Like, he, like throughout the week leading up to, it, I was like, ah, he's probably not going to show up. Like, I feel like wrestling fans were doing the thing where we overhype ourselves and get ourselves worked up. And then we get upset that like, oh, they didn't deliver. And it's like, well, they never said. Um, so I always feel like uh, wrestling fans do that. And halfway through the show, I was like, okay, he's definitely not showing up. Like there would have been some sort of hint or some sort of thing. And yet they went and at the very end. So was there ever a point at the end of that show where you're like, ah, no, nah, this isn't happening. Or were you kind of like at the very end, you're like, this still could happen. I I've seen it way too many times, especially, you know, with uh, Ciampa and uh, Gargano when they mm -hmm. had the post credit triple H is famous for pulling out the unexpected. And unfortunately I'm going to bring up a name that a lot of people hate in this world. Dave Meltzer, this is exactly the way he said it should have been done. If it was, it was going to be done, let Orton get his win and then have Punk show up right at the end. I, yeah. pers I personally hated it, but. What would you have liked to have done in that situation? How would you have brought CM Punk back in that? I would have left Orton for Monday. You would have left Orton for, would you have had CM Punk go into the War Games match or just like. No, I would have had, I would have had it four on four, take out the McIntyre thing, because obviously right now there's something going on with McIntyre losing. Yeah. And I, I got a feeling that, you know, well, I don't know if you talked already about what uh Rollins' reaction was to Punk arriving. No, we haven't so we we've talked a little bit about uh we haven't really gotten into like the reactions. Obviously, there was the reactions that we had from Rollins and uh possibly Drew McIntyre last night. We don't know exactly what happened Saturday night. In terms of like McIntyre up and left right away, uh, and then obviously Rollins was like definitely reacting to Punk, uh, but no one really knows if that was a, a shoot or a work or whatever have you. Uh, tonight and the, maybe the last three minutes, I don't even know if you've seen that, but like there has been video now coming out. Uh, McIntyre cut a promo in Peoria. They're in Peoria, Illinois, for a house show. They're on Raw for Nashville tomorrow. Yep. They cut a, a promo. Uh, Drew McIntyre cut a promo, backstage promo about like. He was pissed off about war games. He's pissed off that his team lost. Yada yada yada. So he kind of like deflected away from that state and character. 
Uh, Seth Rollins, after his match, got on the mic and said, I'm not even going to talk about the guy that for the last nine years tried to bring this company down. So it was one of those like, ooh, wait a minute. And like, again, is he working? Is he legit? Like, I mean, I'm sure there's some legit, you know, he probably is legit pissed. Like, Seth, if we've learned anything about him, Colby, whatever you want to call him, uh, if we've learned anything about that man in the last uh, 10, 15 years that he's been with the company, um, he is a staunch defender of WWE and its talent, and he's a WWE guy, and he kind of, like, Will Ospreay sits there and takes shots at WWE, and Seth Rollins uh, fires back on the internet, and now we have Punk. So, um, do, do you... Are you concerned at all about the reactions? Do you think that's going to be a cause of problem? Is he right? Like AEW is the reason he left because of the, you know, the heat that he had uh, other wrestlers. Does it not feel like he's kind of going into the same situation in WWE or do you feel like it'll be quelled a little bit more? There's two sets of answers I got to give on this one. Um, first, I'm going to give the reactions to the two people we were talking about in particular. Sure. I think when it comes to Rollins, this is a complete, he went into work mode right there and just said, look, I'm going to, there's going to be a story made out of this somehow. We just know that that's where the money is right now. They so apparently, I, they apparently, uh, Frightful Selects basically said uh, the wrestlers knew going before the match. They got told before the match that they were. And I think that was key here because um, mm -hmm. with McIntyre, he wanted, he wanted no part of that before he showed up. He literally booked out of the ring. He was gone before they even did the announcement. Right. Or did the, did the music or anything. When it comes to Rollins, he was there. He's being restrained restrained by <laughs> Michael Cole. Noted muscle man Michael Cole. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> And and for everything that Rollins was doing, I'm pretty sure he knows that the money match right now is going to be Punk versus Rollins. Oh, absolutely. So so he's playing into it. I yeah. I feel it. McIntyre as much as he says it was because of his frustration at war games. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I, I got more of a feeling that there's a little bit more there. Cause if you're looking at the creative for McIntyre right now, mm -hmm. what is he gaining out of this? He's kind of directionless at this point. And he, he's, I, I don't know what they, they do with him and maybe they got a plan. It feels like there's nothing for him. I know at this point, like, I mean, he's, he has, he didn't get his comeuppance against Jey Uso. Uh, maybe they go back, maybe they go into a program, uh, with Jey Uso at this point, McIntyre and Jay, and he, he, you know, does the vigilante thing. And maybe that's where they got to go. Cause I, after some, uh, Survivor Series, I was kind of sitting there wondering, okay, like, what does everyone do at this point? Like the, you've kind of, you haven't really quashed the judgment day thing, but you kind of have a little bit. So but maybe you, yeah, you kind of have, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, uh, obviously they're doing something with, um, uh, priest they're they're obviously gonna they're building priest as the leader but not no one's really acknowledging it so i feel like there's a story there uh drew mcintyre you could probably pair him off jay uso i mean easy solution for that is you have jay uso in a regular one-on-one -on -one match with whoever and drew mcintyre comes in and like you continue that feud and i think you're fine with that i think you can keep on continuing that feud and now, you can when you think about it that's all we could do with mcintyre right now yeah like he's been he's been beaten up so many different ways, and the just the way that finish happened, like I, you knew that Orton was gonna Orton never loses at Survivor Series. No, That's no, just he the doesn't. fact he he's got a he's got a bigger streak than the Undertaker. I do believe. Right. Yeah, uh, but, yeah. But when it comes to 
what does McIntyre do with here? He's got his revenge match against Jey Uso, which realistically, it, you have Jay try to be a face here and Drew try to be a heel. And you think about the whole story about why wouldn't those two normally be flipped? And it yeah. just... I mean, yes, but in a way, you can also play into the whole. And like Seth kind of uh, laid into it about a month ago when, during their match, their build up for Crown Jewel was, okay, dude, it was it was a while ago. Now, like you know, it now, it wasn't that it was long a year ago. ago. It was a year ago, but that's forever in wrestling. A year ago is a long time in wrestling. Nine years is forever. So like that's why that's all a big deal. But. Um, you can sit there and say, like, okay, like Drew, and it's not like Drew's a, a saint either. Drew, in his entire career, has done some shady stuff and cost people titles as well. So you can do it in a certain way that where you make it that, like, okay, Drew's, you know, like, you can have Jay cut the baby first promo and, like, say, look, I was I was doing what, you know, the tribal chief wanted me to. And did I do it? Yes, I did it for family. And am I sorry? Absolutely, I'm sorry. I screwed up, and I'm trying to be a better man. Much like the uh, Kevin Owens stuff that when Kevin Owens turned face and he's like, listen, I know I'm not a good dude, but I'm trying. Uh, and that gains a lot of sympathy because, I mean, that's very human, right? That's very, uh, that appeals to a lot of us. We're, you know, we all screw up and we try to make things better. And Jay, and you can play lean to the fact that uh, Drew McIntyre is just being very unreasonable. And just like, like, again, a, a very human emotion is just like, okay, you like, Hey, you need to forgive him. Like it, that, that wasn't even really fully him. Uh, the Clash at the Castle stuff, and I, I'm trying to—I I, got to go watch, back and watch it. Was Jay even a part of that? Like I—I I thought it was just Solo that was. It a was part just of so, it was just Solo because the uh, the Usos couldn't make it out of the country at the time. Right. So I'm sitting there going like he's talking about Clash at the Castle, and they got he cost him that. Jay wasn't even there, so like that could be pointed out. Like, look, man, Jay wasn't even there. Like again. <laughs> Like you're 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 punishing the, the man for the sins of the entire family, and I get it. You you can lean on that, but uh, yeah. So you can pair those two off, and they can have a program. Uh, I don't know what you do with Cody at this point. Uh, I you know Seth is obviously champ, so you can work whatever with him. Do you do Punk versus Seth right away? I'd almost think you'd have to at this point. Just get that out of the way, and you get your. Uh, you get your Rollins victory over Punk, which would would definitely send a message that uh, Punk's ready to work. Yeah, but uh, and the what the what advantage WWE has right now is literally they don't have a PLE until the Rumble, so they got two months to basically just stew around. The only so thing we have left, December? the only thing we have is NXT Deadline or the Iron Survivor. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that's NXT. So yeah, they used to have TLC in December, but they they even advertised that this is the last PLE before the Royal Rumble. Really? Okay, I didn't. Oh God, I must have missed that. So, so that's crazy. So you can absolutely book a, a bunch of stuff here. You can just throw like, stuff together and just yeah, yeah, push yourself through the Rumble. Yeah, like I mean, I, I don't know if Seth versus Punk would be the. I don't know if I, if I was booking Vice Triple H, I don't think I would go right into Seth versus Punk. But like you said, maybe it's just, it's going to be the thing that like, I mean, right now we're just, they're all instantly setting up for. Or, um, or do we get a frustrated Damian Priest say enough's enough. I'm booking myself into the rumble. You completely troll the world and have Punk win the rumble to take on Rollins of Mania. 
quite possibly. You could easily have priests going and saying, you know what, screw it. I'm not going to do it the, the old traditional way of like trying to sneak in a cash in. I'm going to call my shot at the Rumble. I'm cashing in on Rollins. I'm going to get one-on-one. -on -one. And then you can build a whole thing around that. You can do the Damian Priest versus Judgment Day. You know, that feels like there's some stuff to do there. Like, it's a, it's a happy uh, problem for WWE right now is that they got a lot of different options. And I, I do love that Cody Rhodes kind of touched on it a little bit uh, last night in the press conference. There are uh, some really hot faces uh, in the company, in WWE, and that, that's fantastic because it usually is never like that. Usually it's all heels and then one big baby face, maybe two at the most. I mean, you might have had Rock and Austin at the same time, but like that was about it. Uh here you have Jay, you have Cody, you have, uh, uh, I don't know if they'll do Punk as a face. I, I Tomorrow night will be very interesting. Monday night will be very interesting to see in Nashville because here's the thing, I, and I, it was kind of sticking with me throughout the night and like even this morning when I was thinking about it. Anytime they tried to start CM Punk chants in Chicago last night, Chicago, his hometown, those got booed out. There, there was boos drowning out the cheer the chance and they didn't last very long and it's like oh yeah, this is his hometown and well, like there's fans that are like no no we're, we're done with cm punk we're, we're, we're through this well here's and, another thing what happened at AEW when he left when they uh left chicago he, oh, he pretty much mercilessly got mercilessly got booed everywhere it was it at, at times it was 50 50 at best um but it was it was like a lot of times there was more 75, 25, and if if even even that might have been generous mm -hmm. at times. I keep on thinking back to Forbidden Door. Uh they want to say that was 50-50. That that was that was 85-15 more for uh against punk. One one of the few times I had respect for Toronto people, but <laughs> Toronto fans one time actually did get it right this time. Um, but yeah, no, I I I feel like Tomorrow will be a good reaction. If, if he gets booed, then you can easily book this as Seth is the face defending WWE's honor. Punk is the one that's just like, screw this. I'm in it for the check. I don't know what angle he wants to go with. Here, here's the other card we can play right now that could make Punk a heel coming out of this. Do you go with Punk versus Orton right off the bat? Um, Because basically could, Punk, Punk took away Orton's shine at the end there. Yeah, you absolutely could do that. Uh, Orton could sit there and say, man, I just, I damn near broke my back for this company, a company that you've been trying to tear down. Like, you know, you forget about Seth. Don't worry about Seth. He's the world champ. You got to work to get him and you got to go through me. There's, there's a lot they could do uh, with that. And like, I, but I think what you got to do is you got to work punk heel. Uh, it, it's the best time to have a lot of options right now going into the yeah. rumble. Cause you can, you can throw whatever you want basically into a blender right now. And you got essentially, I, I'd say eight, seven weeks, six weeks, seven weeks that you could just throw match after match or whatever you want right now. And once you get to the rumble, you only need what, maybe they might do another five matches again at the rumble this year. Um, yeah, possibly. I mean, they'll, again, you'll have the men's and women's rumbles. So that, that that's and those are an hour each usually, uh, yeah, uh, fifty minutes to like an hour or ten minutes for each match. So there's you know a good one third of your card right there. So they'll probably do like three four more matches on top of that. There's also uh, there's also a rumbling that Punk 
says he might be a free agent. So maybe they can run that Shinsuke story that, you know, sort of was floated around going into the rumble there or going into like for that Shinsuke. Everyone was kind of like, like everyone's kind of like, well, what are they talking about? Well, that's, that's the fun part. No one really knows. And they're not going to say it right away because, um, you they don't know, have to, <laughs> they don't have to. And I mean, I feel like this past, uh, the Saturday just proved, um, Triple H and Tony, uh, Tony Khan, uh, Nick Khan can place things very close to their vest and they don't have to tell anybody else about it. And they can run everything that they did with another, if they want to go and get another, uh, Japanese wrestler, if they want to go get a, a, bring in someone from NXT, they can play things very close to the chest and at the very last moment, bring someone in or like, the, you know, I, I feel like we're also entering an era where there's not going to be very many, uh, loose lips, uh, as we've had, I feel like to- Triple H and Tony uh, Nick Khan, man, that's going to be a thing I'm going to struggle with for the next T- little while. TK, TK and NK. TK and NK. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that's something that Triple H and Nick are going to really start nipping in the bud of like keeping their cards close to their vest and going, okay, we're not going to show you all our cards because you look at all the, you know, the Melters and the, the Sean Ross saps, they weren't incorrect. They, they definitely reported things as they knew it. And like, Everyone they well, talked to in WWE didn't think that Punk was coming because they never heard anything. Well, they here, didn't hear anything because Triple H didn't let them know. Well, here's one thing that just so it's been bugging me in the back of my mind here for the last last day here. What if Punk wasn't really a WWE signing? It was an Endeavor signing. Like Endeavor uh, said, you go get him. Triple H basically said last night. Yes, I, I did. did. I know, I know, I know. Uh, I, I don't think it's an Endeavor signing. And and part of me, the part of the reason why I don't feel like it's an Endeavor signing is because I don't know that uh, Dana White is a big fan of Punk. Uh, going back to the UFC stuff, I, I'm just, I, call it a I'm hunch. Th- I'm thinking it's more about the fact that the he- uh, Ari Emanuel yeah. knows that Punk can bring in money. So he basically went down to Nick and and uh, Paul had said, look, he right, makes money. They, let's bring him in. We'll see what we can do with him. Let's get it. Let's squeeze as much money as we can out of him. Right, and but- that press conference last night with Paul, let me just pull this out right here. <laughs> when it came to that point, when he was talking about it, that was the most politically correct. I'm not going to answer this, but I'm going to answer this answer True. that we have gotten True. since he started doing these, these post-show press True. conferences. Uh, you're, you're going to be a little bit more cynical in nature on that than I am. And that, that's why that's, that's what, that's what sad is going to be all about. Um, I'm going to take triple H a little bit more at his word. I, I, cause I feel like the counter argument of that, if, and if Emmanuel and, and Endeavor went to triple H and said, man, you guys got to get punk. The argument could be why, like we're doing pretty damn good without him. Um, we can ride the rumors or whatever and drive up a few views by like dropping hints like we have been and whether or not those are intentional or not, or like, I always felt like those were like, maybe some of them were intentional by Corey Graves or whatever. Cause Corey Graves is a bit of a troll, but I also feel like some of them were like obvious reaches. Like uh, there was the one, the, the broad breakers, or I think there was like one on NXT was like, tell, you know, I'm not lying or uh, the Drew McIntyre thing. Tell me like, what I'm, I'm telling lies. <laughs> yeah, Drew McIntyre saying, I'm not, li- I've never lied to you guys. And everyone's like, oh, that's a CM Punk. Ra- <sighs> Dude, it, this is, no. Like, I mean, just because someone says stretch. a big, oh, Yeah, stretch. that's a very big stretch. <laughs> so, like, I, 
I feel like the argument to that would have been, we don't need him, and look what happened in AEW. Now, I feel like, and we were gonna—I was gonna talk about this a little bit with the AEW stuff. Um, I think the biggest problem with AEW, and maybe the root cause of all of that with CM Punk, was that, like it or not, uh, Vince was the be-all, end-all of WWE. Uh, he was the boss, so his word was final. Nothing else mattered you could have people could have saves people but at the end of the day vince was that guy and like if a guy was being a problem if vince thought you know what you're too much of a problem he was gone if vince thought well we can handle this guy and his problems then vince would keep you around um tony khan is not that type of promoter and that's also a blessing and a curse that's not to say it's a bad thing he gives his wrestlers a ton of freedom but the problem is he gives his pro wrestlers a ton of freedom uh, and when you have uh, strong personalities like Punk and then like uh, the Bucks and with Omega who have their own vision, there was bound to be conflict there. And Tony Khan should have really been a lot more forceful and go, okay, this is how it is. But he didn't. And that's why I think you have the blow up. And I don't think there was any, I, I'm of the opinion that there was never any wrong thing with, it was no one's fault specifically for AEW. It was the Bucks, it was Omega, it was Punk, it was Tony Khan. I feel like it was just a powder cake. I just think it was a bad clash of personalities and mm -hmm. whether you think Punk was trying to get out of his deal or Tony Khan was looking for a good way out or just there was an incident that just he couldn't handle it at that point. I, I think the biggest problem with Tony Khan is the fact that he has not got the tenure. He doesn't have the experience. He doesn't have he doesn't have the respect of the wrestlers the same way that a Vince McMahon would because Vincent J. McMahon told everybody to tell Vince, Vincent K. McMahon, you're working up the business. You're like, he's, he's done pretty much every role outside of the ring mm -hmm. going up to the fact that he was a pro until he was a promoter. Yeah. And hell, he was doing a lot of that while he was a promoter. And Vince Tony has been in the business. Tony Khan is the son of a, you know, an oil tycoon. Uh, and like, you know, it's funny how everyone brings up Fulham and the Jaguars. Tony Khan doesn't own those. He, he, he's part of the family that does, uh, but he doesn't actually own those. So it's not like he even owns those, those, those teams and he runs them. He doesn't run them. Uh, he's he's so, basically an advanced scout for both the, both of them. Really? Yeah. That's so I, I often wondered if that's, uh, if there's a respect level thing there for him. But I also feel like Tony Khan is, uh, you know, again, just a little bit too much of a fan at times mm -hmm. to really have that heavy hand. Because I mean, again, like I said, Vince had the heavy hand sometimes and like maybe that it was, it was the wrong thing for him to do. It got him in a lot of trouble, but at the end of the day, you knew where the power lied. Like even Hulk Hogan himself, when Vince said, no, we're not doing this. Even Hulk Hogan didn't stand a chance. Like no one stands a chance against Vince when Vince has his mind made up and when Tony Khan, I mean, you don't have, he didn't have that cachet and he didn't have that heavy handedness. He didn't want to bring that up. He didn't want to bring the stick out like Vince would. Or um, maybe, or maybe, maybe TK did. And the guys just said, ha, yeah, right. We're going to do it anyway. Hard to say, hard to say either, either way. If you, so, if you're, if you're not going to deal with it, like Vince did a lot of bad things, but you know what? He, he actually said that he was going to do some things. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of brings me to my next thing. So now you, you're seeing the reactions with uh, with Drew, with Seth, and I feel like part of what led to Punk leaving AEW was that they worked themselves into a shoot. 
basically. Uh, they, you know, Hangman went off script, and that bugged uh, Punk. Uh, you know, the, apparently there had been talk that the um, uh, Eddie Kingston going off script a little bit bugged CM Punk, but CM Punk wasn't surprised by that because him and Eddie Kingston apparently haven't really been friends anyway. So, like, there's all of that. Um, obviously, they're going to use the real-life stuff and, and and Seth Rollins might come out tomorrow night and say, you know, like you were out here, like he did tonight, you were out here for nine years trashing the shit out of us. You know, like we don't accept you back. How much of that is Punk going to take that personally? Like, because even last night, the reports were Seth was, you know, had to be ushered away. Now, whether or not that was an act, no one seems to know. Uh, Sean Ross app kind of thought. I, it I might think it's be. a mute, po mute point at this point. Yeah. Personally. But at that point, like, I mean, you know, apparently the, the, the talk was CM Punk was genuinely surprised by this. Is, is communication going to be a problem here? Like, I feel like communication has got to be the biggest thing that's most on point for these guys right now is they, there has to be that open communication of like, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to say. You know, it's going to get a little personal, but it's to build the event. And if we do this right, it'll be good and they'll get people talking. But if you're going to start acting like a baby and start like throwing fits and trying to get in people's faces out in the backstage, we're going to have problems. Do you think that'll happen at all? My personal feeling is punk is not going to last. He is. I don't think he's going to last his full deal. I think we're going to get it. I think it's years. Whether it's two, whether yeah. I've heard two, I've heard three, I've heard five. Whatever okay. it is, it's a public contract. We'll find out eventually here because yeah. it is TKO at all. Yeah. Um, regardless of that, I think there's going to be a situation where Punk isn't going to like it. And for as many times, something Triple H said at the uh, press conference really, really uh, affected me here. And it's going to affect what we're talking about here. Triple H said per quote, if you haven't changed over nine years, then you failed as a person in growing. Mm -hmm. Well, six months ago, he proved that he hadn't grown up yet. And now you, is he just going to automatically switch because he's in the fed? Is it, if that's the case that he looks like a complete dipshit for pardon my French, sorry. No, no, uh, for <laughs> Swe swearing will be allowed here. He's got to he's limit the F-bombs. If I'm like gonna, the McAfee show that way. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to make it worthwhile something here. So. Oh, no, exactly. <laughs> um, Punk obviously didn't care about being there, if that's the case, if he, if he has changed that drastically. Mm -hmm. And it points to more of him wanting to get out of the situation. I think it was just a bad situation altogether. And Tony wouldn't cut him, so... He had to find a way to get himself out of there. Yeah, maybe. I, I, I honestly feel that once they burn through all the storylines that they could do with Punk, because as much as we say there's a lot to go through, there is an older roster on WWE, and we have seen a lot of those matchups already. Yeah. Do we do we want to go back to those matchups again? Well, and I mean, I think a big question is Punk's health. Like, I mean, his last few matches in AEW were not the greatest. Uh, and like the man, he was what injured like twice in the what two years that he was there. It was severe injuries. Like I mean, maybe now, he, maybe that he said, can... maybe Punk can uh, jump into the WWE, the vaunted WWE safe style uh, that has been endlessly mocked. Maybe that's something that Punk can lean into and go. 
you know what? I can work the safe salad. I mean, yeah, you have your Gunters, you have your Seths who are going to be high impact, you know, go, 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 go. There are guys on that roster that can wrestle more methodical and I think uh, work down to a, a pace that might be more beneficial to Punk. I feel like part of the Punk problem with Punk in AEW was he was going with guys that were younger and that were just go, 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 other than maybe Moxley. Uh, hang he injured go. his ankle flipping over the rope to start a match. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, sorry. Like, exactly. So, I mean, that's his health is a big, a, a huge question at this point. How many matches are they going to do with him? Uh, are they going to have him do the edge thing where he comes in every few months and just like, I, I can't imagine he's going to be working too many road shows, but as WWE's kind of shown, they're okay with some of their top guys not doing. Roman Reigns, obviously. Um, That's the first know, person I was thinking of. Yeah, Why like, don't they know, just get totally piss Roman off and kick him to, to have him leave WWE? Just, you know, have Punk take the title off Roman. And uh, <laughs> and then Punk can do the uh, every every three months will show up to wrestle. Right, maybe. Who knows? But um, re- realistically, when it comes to Punk here, I, I got a feeling that they have like the Logan Paul kind of deal with him. It's mm-hmm, when he's mm-hmm. able to wrestle and they have a good program for him, they'll put him on. But yeah. other than that, they'll use him for a ratings bump for more than anything. I don't, yeah. I, I don't see it being a full-time member on the roster consistently. The, the Logan Paul schedule actually might work out very well for CM Punk. And it kind of feels like, I mean, and if you see what Logan Paul's doing, he's working the podcast. He has his own, but like he's working the podcast He's doing appearances with the belt. So even when he's not on TV, he's still kind of repping WWE. And I feel like Pump could easily do that. Uh, uh, I, don't, again, I don't think they're going to put like him near a mic for WWE. Come on. Yeah, now. it just feels like it was to be so disingenuous. Uh, and I think that's where a lot of the luster has been lost. Is like the man spent uh, two years. I know you saw the clip I posted on Twitter. He literally ripped the whole WrestleMania concept, uh, which is funny because, I mean, Wrestle Kingdom was doing it long before WWE was, and I had been saying for years, WrestleMania should absolutely be two nights. Um, and, and like Punk mocked that. Like, I'm, I'm well, even when he mocked it, I was like, why are you mocking this? Like, it absolutely should be two nights so that everyone can get a payday. So I feel well, like stuff like that is going to be coming back to haunt Punk a little bit. The, the, the constant ripping that was never needed to be, he didn't need to do the ripping. Well, I'll just lay my cards out of the table, my exact thoughts on CM Punk right now. Mm. And I'll admit, as soon as he got to AEW the first weekend, I bought this show. Oh, absolutely. Everyone but here, Here's my thought. And I, this is, I changed my thought just after he arrived, like at, first time after. And if you heard this on Talk, I know Ollie Davis already explained this his way. I, I sort of agree with his thoughts on this. CM Punk, the, the time that he got over the most – was when he had the ability to be the voice of the voiceless. Yeah. And now that he's morphed into this different character, this isn't the character I'm enjoying with him. It's it's more of the insulting crybaby of, uh, for lack of a better term. He's mm-hmm. got a problem with everybody. He's got a problem with this. He's got a problem with that. He's got a problem that uh, M- MJF is... Uh, MJF enjoyed his work years ago and whatnot. And yeah, you know, to me, I don't know how he can go into WWE again with some kind of gimmick that is going to hold any substantial length of time and hook a crowd besides drama. It'll be interesting to see. I I don't know. I I feel like the first few 
will be drama. And then after that, maybe we can get into actually actual wrestling stories. But I feel like, yeah, I feel like the first six months, uh, probably up to WrestleMania at least, are going to be just like drama. I, mean, I think you're I right. hope I think I'm wrong. You, I hope I, I'm wrong. I think you start off with Orton. Uh, and Orton taking an issue with the fact that, like, hey, you took away my shine. And, like, you know, you can, again, bring up the fact that he keeps on trashing. And then, you know, maybe Punk earns a title shot and Seth's the guy. And, like, I don't know. I feel like, a, you know, obviously if this Kane deal really did come together in the last couple of days, uh, they're probably scrambling a little bit to try to figure out where everything fits now. They probably had a plan, and now they don't have a plan. And on top of all this, there's still the Cody thing where you still want to see a story being finished. So I don't know at this point where they go and I'm excited for it. But at the same time, like it's such a, a it feels like it's a little bit of a, a powder keg dynamite, if you will, uh, where it could blow up in their face <laughs> if they don't. Yeah, <laughs> da, da. Uh, if, if they don't handle it just the right way uh, and CM Punk is such a volatile ingredient in all that, that if they don't handle it just the right way, um, man, this could blow up in their faces. And I, I'm a little bit worried for that. I think guys like Seth Rollins are a little bit worried for that. Uh, we'll see what happens in the next uh, next uh, few weeks and months leading into it. I think that most people are worried about it. I, I, I'm not backstage. I can't say yes or no either way. But I, I think the most conscious decision would be we're worried about it, but we're all professionals here. We're going to do the most professional job that we can. Triple H has got to channel a little bit of the, his inner Vince and be the final say and everything and go, okay, this is how it's going. This is what we're doing. Communicate with everyone. And I think they'll be okay. Uh, but the, the, there's definitely got to be a, like, here's a clear direction of what we're doing. And, you know, this is, this is the way it's going, regardless if you think uh, CM Punk is going to have to eat a little humble pie. He's going to have to take some L's. He can't be the unstoppable machine uh, that he was in AEW. Watch him be uh, the unstoppable machine going out of this. Yeah, but I mean, he uh, he needs to, uh, you know, and trust the process. CM Punk needs to trust the process. And for once, not try to be the guy that's like figuring stuff out. Be the guy that's right. Just be fit in. Just fit in, Punk, and you'll be fine. If Punk tries to do his usual bullshit, then yeah, you're right. This will not he, last he, more he than was, six months. He was a big fish in a small pond, and now he's mm -hmm. become a medium fish in a huge pond. Yeah, And he has to realize that if he doesn't, then this might be one of the shortest signings that we have seen in WWE history. Did yeah. you see, did, did you see the tweet from Matt Riddle? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I retweeted it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks Matt Riddle. Here's the problem. And here's the thing we know with CM Punk. And it kind of goes back to what I was saying. You can be a problem. You can have an attitude. I'm sure Hunter and HBK and Nick, it's the wrestling business. Guys have egos. Guys have attitude problems all the time. You're not going to catch CM Punk being drunk in an airport at five in the morning, starting shit with like air stewardesses. You you know, CM Punk is not going to go and get into fights with anyone. CM Punk is not going to well, go. Not, not at the airport. Not at the airport. Anyway, <laughs> backstage. <laughs> yes. But again, it's pro wrestling. We can live with that. We can't live with that in the airport. He's not going to show up on TMZ. Uh, fighting anyone. He's not going to be uh, suspected of domestic violence or sexual assault. So, like, you know, Matt Riddle, like, I get it, but, like, at the same time, like, I'm sure they'll deal with those headaches of, of that Pionk brings. The, the problem with Riddle was, like, they were willing to deal with your headaches and, and you as a person up until you started showing up on TMZ drunk at airports. That's kind of the line. 
So, like, I mean, I'm sorry, Matt. I, I actually like Matt Riddle. I actually thought he had a good run in WWE. I, I like I the pre- I like the premise of what he was saying, but it's a whole different ball of wax. Yeah, like you're comparing a little bit of apples and oranges there, Matt. I'm sorry. Apples um, and sweat socks. Apples and really, that's what it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, like uh, Matt, like maybe just pipe down a little bit. You were your problems were a whole lot different. Uh, and again, that just speaks to what WWE does. If, if uh, and I'm sure Triple H just taking that lesson from Vince. We'll make money with you. We'll put up with your bullshit. We'll put up with your attitude. We'll put up with your ego. You're not the first wrestler. You're not the last. I'll have an ego and want wins or this, that, and the next thing. They'll put up with that. But the moment you start causing a major disturbance or start causing fights or whatever, then you'll be gone. And I feel like this is Punk's last chance to really just stick and do something. Uh, I know Impact, TNA Impact, had made the, the overtures and they made him an offer. If he doesn't work out in WWE, if Punk in six months, like you said, doesn't last and gets unceremoniously dumped from WWE, would you take him on an Impact? Like, I wouldn't. The, like, the I, only you know, reason he's poison. I know we could get into it another time here, but the yeah. reason Impact might actually be a decent choice, you're only there for three days. Yeah, true, right? They do true. the bulk tapings that you get out. If you're yeah, if if you act up during that one show, you're there for the three tapings, you're gone. Yeah, and you can cool off or whatever and you know, well, do whatever. Cool and off I, or we don't have to continue your contract. One and, or the other. Other. and you know, and again, CM Punk would be the big fish in a little pond. And I feel like unlike in uh, AEW, TNA I think would be more like, Okay, let's listen to Punk and let's do what Punk wants because I, I I feel like he would have that cachet. With the voices backstage, I don't know if that would be as much of a case. Well, yeah, Scott Demore would probably, uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, you got you got Scott Demore, you got Lance Storm, you got Tommy Dreamer, you got Bully Ray there. Yeah, but him and Bully D-O. Ray, I think Punk and Bully Ray seem to be good buddies too. So, yeah, like regardless, if if yeah. he's out of line, Bully Ray will put him in put in his place. Yeah. So, but I just, I kind of have this feeling that this feels like it's CM Punk's like last chance to really, so he's got to play nice in the sandbox. And I mean, everyone's been kind of like, I mean, uh, no, you've seen it on the Twitters. Everyone's talking about, well, what about AJ Lee? You know, why, well, you know, if Punk's back, you know, can we get AJ Lee back in there? And I mean, she's not medically cleared, but she could be a manager. She could do a a few things there and could Punk recognize that and go, okay, for the sake of my wife to get my wife the flowers she deserves to get my wife in the hall of fame, which I feel like AJ Lee should maybe be part of the hall of fame uh, to get all that. Maybe punk's got to realize like, you know what for my wife to cement my legacy a little bit, you know, maybe I got to play nice. This one and start. I really hope he swallows his pride. I'm, I'm being optimistic on this. I hope he swallows his pride a little bit on this and goes, okay, I'm going to play nice uh, because I don't feel like there's any part of WWE right now. That's going to screw him over. Well, the one thing I did see about AJ Lee, and yes, I do agree that one of the contingencies of him coming back was to get AJ Lee into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. And I, I I totally think that's going to be a case this year. Yeah. The other thing I saw online today was the fact that Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez are going back and forth about uh, their idols. Like uh, Cora Jade right. had this video of being around CM Punk and uh, Roxanne was saying... Cora was teasing uh, Roxanne saying you would wouldn't be there if it wasn't for AJ. And then they were starting to tag AJ and a whole bunch of stuff. And right. I, I, I got a feeling that might be a spot for her just to go down to NXT and work with those ladies. Absolutely. Since, since she's been working at uh wow wrestling there for such a long time. 
Mm-hmm. Someone on my uh, Twitter feed actually posted a clip of uh, AJ Lee in uh, Heels, uh, the TV show, which I've never, yeah. I've never watched Heels. Uh, but man, it's another one of those networks we have to pay for up here. Uh, so I, uh, <laughs> I watched that clip and I was like, man, we, we did not appreciate AJ Lee when she was here. And I feel like we haven't really been able to give her her flowers properly. You know uh, what? That, that could be a whole separate podcast itself. Oh, absolutely. Talking about that time. Yeah. Uh, speaking of podcast, man, this, uh, went from, I just want to do 20 minutes to we're at uh, 50 minutes here. So we're going to wrap it doesn't, up here tonight. But doesn't this is surprise what, me. Yeah, no, it doesn't surprise me at all. This is what I'm looking forward to with the whole sat pod and uh, getting into it. Uh, and we're not going to recap wrestling every single um, uh, week. Sometimes we're going to talk about favorite theme music. Sometimes we're going to talk about, uh, oh, bring a tear to my eye. Uh, sometimes we're going to talk about um, favorite of old events. Uh, we're going to do drafts. It's going to be a lot of fun. I have a lot of plans for it. Uh, but thank you, Mike, for joining me tonight. This is, uh, this is oh. great. I was, was able to fun. try out a couple of different things with the restream. Uh, I'm going to go back and we're going to try. I'm going to try to make this a podcast that will go up Monday morning, hopefully on the uh, SatPod uh, uh, podcast, on the Podbean, uh, and then hopefully whatever your favorite podcasts are. I we will have more information. I should say I say I, but I mean we will have more information on SatPod. Uh, the first official debut episode, hopefully sometime in December, uh, and we'll have all sorts of stuff uh, going on. Going into the near, I'm very excited for it. Absolutely, so am I. I'm. I, I know that I probably won't be the regular guest on there, but I'm definitely going to be poking be my nose here. And I'll I'll be poking my nose in and out of here all the time here. Absolutely, but. I I have a I have a roster full of people, and that's 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 going to be the beautiful thing about it. We're going to have different voices all the time. We're going to have different opinions. There's going to be people that absolutely hate Saint Punk. There's going to be people that love Saint Punk. I am an eternal optimist. Uh, I know others are not as much and that's fine. That's perfectly fine. Uh, that's the beauty of pro wrestling is you can have a wide sort of opinions and it all just meshes in very well. And, uh, we can all agree to disagree much like CM Punk does on a daily basis. Absolutely. Well, thanks for this, uh, Mike. Uh, we're just going to end the stream on ceremony. I have nothing else. You're just going to cut it off right now. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, I, I have, I have well, no video. Don't you remember how they ended the sap pod before? Don't we have to keep that tradition alive? Uh, this isn't an official podcast, although it's kind of gone on long enough for an official podcast. Should we do a, a, a wrestling theme? I, I think we'll have to end it on a wrestling theme going out here, but. Okay, well, you got to pick a theme then, because I, I I mean, I have a whole list. So here's. And also, you also got to remember the snappy catchphrase at the end of the show. What was the snappy catchphrase? Oh my god. Remember Scotty always ended it on something? Oh that's a Scotty thing. I'm not gonna do that. That's a Scotty thing. I'm gonna talk to Scotty about that. You know what? Pick a year. 2005. 2005. I just happened to go over that. Um uh and just give me a random pay-per-view. Uh 2005 uh, bragging rights. Was that there? Uh, 2005. There was you know no what? Let's go Survivor Series just for the Survivor hell Series 2005. Oh, of course. Uh, POD lights out. Nice. Uh, perfect. We'll end the stream. We'll end the stream on that. We'll do a little classic sap pod ending, and we'll do that every single night. I wasn't well, going to do that, but uh, I well, guess we, we can. Will. You can change it out. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, know, absolutely. So on the podcast, yes, you will hear lights out. Obviously, on the stream, you will not because it's Twitch and it's YouTube and. I don't want to get a copyright strike before I even have my first official podcast. 
details. <laughs> right, right, right. So we're going to end the stream unceremoniously here. For the rest of you, though, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back again. Again, follow us on Sapod on Twitter. Uh, I'm starting the TikTok, so there will be a TikTok by the time you hear this. Uh, there will be a Sapod TikTok. Uh, there will be a bunch of stuff. Follow us on there, and I'll have more information. We'll have more information on the first re-debut episode with Warren, with uh, Scotty, with everyone. Hopefully Brando joins us. I don't think Brando wants to, but like I'm going to see if I can get Warren to drag him in at least one time. Um, and we'll we'll talk about wrestling themes or something. Or or, or trips, famous fa- fancy trips, because Brando always takes fancy trips. Uh, <laughs> he, he, might, he might be in Australia still at this point. All right, we'll talk to you guys later. Now it's time to move.